Uh, this is the Deathmatch Enforcer, the Bev, Bobby Beverly, the current TOD champion, and you're watching Drinking in Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking in Moe's. This big Mo here. I am excited today because I have with me the winner of the most current CZW Tournament of Death, the Bev. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be here. Uh, I know we've been trying to get this going for a minute, so um, yeah. finally back home and not in crappy hotels with crappy Wi-Fi. So, uh, yeah, let's get no. it going. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know how, especially some of those smaller hotels, how the Wi-Fi ain't always the best. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even play video games, man. Not cool. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Right. You're gone for a while and you bring your your console yes. with you and you can't even use it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't stream. Just watching old school cable TV in the mountains. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. First thing I like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan and then what got you started, you know, your jump into the business. Okay. Um, as a fan, I, I can't really pinpoint like one specific thing. I just know uh, my, my dad um, it was into wrestling and my grandmother, I think, was a bit into wrestling. Um, well, she was into it until she found out it was fake and then she hated it, but I knew she was into it. Um, there's a, a weird story there, but I won't go too deep into that. But uh, so just kind of as a kid, like, you know, naturally, uh, just kind of like wrestling at the time. Wrestling was really hot. You know, I grew up, it started with Hulk Hogan and then it bled into the Attitude Era. So, I mean, wrestling was like the cool thing. Um, but what really got me deep into it would have been uh, probably like ECW, uh, that era. I think a lot of people say that, you know, but it was, um, it was just the way it was stripped down. It was more raw. Um, it was more believable. And it was even for someone like me, um, knowing I was going to be probably a small guy in terms of like, you know, compared to that era of wrestlers, um, ECW felt like something that could be achieved. And I guess for once, like in my life, even as a young kid, I felt like I could be a professional wrestler from watching that. So I guess that's that's where it really, really started for me. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you want me to go further into like what how I actually got into it. Yeah. Um, so just being a huge fan of it, uh, it was something I always told everybody I wanted to do, even through like high school. Like I played sports, but I was always the guy that like all my friends were like, I wouldn't say made fun of, but they always joked around with me about wrestling and stuff. I had a, uh, I had my own nickname, uh, which was Rob Steele. Uh, I was Rob Steele. The real deal was sex appeal. <laughs> um, and that was like my, uh, backyard slash uh, I call it bedroom wrestler. I never backyard wrestled. I wrestled in my bedroom against my Hulk Hogan buddies and stuff, you know? Um, but, uh, so that my friends always kind of knew I was big into wrestling kind of stuck with me. It's always something I wanted to do. Um, a lot of different things happened. I was big into football. I uh, thought I was going to go play football, but I was a five, eight quarterback. So, you know, that wasn't happening. Um, went up to college for a little bit and just, that wasn't really the thing I wanted to do. Um, and then eventually I joined the Air Force and um, I didn't actually make it to get deployed to like basic training. Um, there was kind of a snafu we had and uh, I wasn't interested. In, uh, it became a point where I just wasn't interested anymore. And my dad was always real against me going to the military for whatever reason. So I kind of 
got the wrestling thing in there because I was like, well, if you don't want me to go to the military, what about being a professional wrestler? Um, and he didn't want me to go to the military. So he's like, absolutely go for it. And, you know, anytime before that, it was like, yeah, you're a little small. I don't think you could do it. You know, this was kind of, you know, still that old era a little bit, you know. Um, so uh, the girl who is still with me today um, after for 16, 17 years, uh, she actually would drive me to Cleveland um, because there was a local wrestling show on television that would usually air after like Cleveland Indians games in our area. So that's how I knew about it. And then, you know, the internet was still pretty, pretty new thing, but I would get on the internet and search about it. So they had a training school. Um, so eventually I just got her to take me up there and um, started training. And thankfully for her, because I had no good transportation, she'd come up, sleep in the car, let me train. And uh, it just kind of started from there. <laughs> you know, it seems in ways kind of similar to how I first got started into, you know, being a fan where mm -hmm. the age of, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, uh, the Road Warriors, the, those guys were some of my favorites. And just the seeing, probably my favorite tag team of all time. Those oh, guys are just cool, man. Monsters. Oh, badass oh, I actually got to see them live once. It was a Monday Night Raw taping. And, oh, man, I don't think there's ever been anybody else that has ever gotten me to be on my feet from literally the moment their music hit to the moment they went back that's awesome i, I was hooked and that like seeing guys like that i take what i do like my style of wrestling like the violence that i try to portray and i take a lot of it from them because if i can if i can get that same kind of reaction from from bell to bell you know actually from music to and you know start a music to end a music when those guys come out like you said people just on their feet ready to see the show because they know it's about to get violent and it's about to get wild you know so i i kind of try to you know, play off that, you know, and kind of take that with me too, you know, and that's a lot from watching those guys back in the day. Oh yeah. No, that it would be hard to not, you know, especially in guys our age to not find some sort of influence in those guys, because I mean, there's a, and they call it the road warrior pop, yep. but, uh, yep. you know, we, in, the little introduction, I mentioned the CZW Tournament of Death. And, you know, you're known as Deathmatch Enforcer. And, you know, I've, I've always been curious what draws people that go into wrestling to go into Deathmatch Wrestling in particular, because that's a whole nother damn app. Right, right. Um so um, I think like it goes all the way back to where I talked about ECW mm. and um, just that stripped down, um, realistic, uh, violent uh, nature of wrestling. I, you know, like I just there was something that when I saw that, I was like, wow, this this is wild. This is crazy. But I, I really I love this, you know, and I spent 12, 13 years wrestling before I ever did death matches. But death matches was the one thing I still always wanted to do. Um, as some of my friends started getting into it, um, I, I wasn't quite sure like what route to take. Um, I spent a lot of my years not really uh, pushing for bookings, not sending out emails and, and matches and things like that. And 
Um, I, I've done a lot, but I, I, a lot of my, I have a lot of friends that have been very successful and they've kind of helped me along the way. Um, so once I finally did get the chance to do uh, death matches, uh, I knew that I, I don't want to stop until I'm, I'm the best death matchers in the world. Um, it's just, it's just a feeling. Um, I played, I was telling someone recently, I, I was big into football, um, high school football, Friday night in Northeast Ohio is a huge deal. Um, like it is in a lot of like Southern places and, you know, things like that. And uh, there's, when I would come out that tunnel under the lights and the people were going crazy um, and I'm going to lead my team on the football field as a quarterback or whatever. Um, the only time I ever get that same feeling is when I'm in the wrestling ring. And, and especially when I'm in a death match and I've got the crowd in the palm of my hands and they're just eating everything alive because they just believe all of it. Um, there's no better feeling than that. And then, and that's a feeling I got at a young age and that doing what I do now, I still continue to be able to get. Oh yeah. No, they're, there is that feeling and you know they a lot of people when oh i know i've heard some people podcasters that have mentioned when they get that little bit of a taste of you know mm -hmm. getting to do ring announcing for somebody or you know getting to be a part of the show and yep just that reaction from everybody is yep. like and yep. i've been i've been lucky that i got to experience that well where i got to be a special guest ring announcer one time and good lord it's like like i said it's like that bug yep. I, I got a taste of it i i i've uh i don't uh, hold anything back a lot of times. Um, I've done a lot of uh, stupid shit in my life. Uh, I've done a lot of drugs in my life. <laughs> and um, there is no better high than when you're in that ring and people are reacting to you. It's it's crazy. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Nope. I can completely understand it's that, you know, I've, I've actually spoken to a few people that have had past you know substance issues and they're in wrestling and it's almost like man this is a better high than i ever got off of that mm -hmm. it keeps a lot of people uh off of stuff keeps them going you know what i mean keeps them sane yep. keeps their life together because it just gives them something uh to go after and then and, and that feeling is, is is crazy you know like i said it's it's insane and i've speaking of crowd reactions I've watched a handful of the tournament of deaths and this year I can, I haven't got to watch any of it yet, but you know, seeing little clips here and there and pictures, I can only imagine the crowd reactions you got there because I mean, some of the names I've already spoken to Brad cash, yep. um, but you know, your first round Otis Koger, which, you know, Pardon me if I mispronounced any name, oh, but got <laughs> that right there, he's, and then you go to your second round guy that's making a splash all over the place, Big F and Joe. All over the world. Yeah. All, all over the world. And then, you know, your person you met in the finals, I'm one to say it was Bull. Bronson that mentioned to me that you know they've been in intergender matches 
and there's some that's like really right but the person you met in the finals was one person that they said put me with them anytime i don't yeah, Mickey Mickey Knuckles brings it more than most guys that I've been in the ring with. It, and and she and it. I mean, it's painful to wrestle her, um, but but in a good way. Um, I mean, she brings it more than a lot of the guys, you know. And 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 that's a credit, you know, to her and her success that she's had in deathmatch wrestling. You know, I I told her everybody after it was over, you know, that uh, you know, even though she didn't win or whatever, that she was absolutely a legend in deathmatch wrestling and one of, if not the best deathmatch wrestlers ever in this country. And that's, doesn't matter man or woman, you know, that's how, that's how good she is, you know? Oh yeah. No, there, there are definitely those, uh, those female wrestlers that it's like, I've actually discussed it with a couple that one just recently out of California, Ruby Ray is a, dub her the equal opportunity ass kicker and i everything i've ever seen and ever heard of mickey knuckles she is every bit that because just like deathmatch wrestling there's people that are fans of and detractors and same with intergender wrestling mm-hmm. and the way i always look at it is if uh Everybody wants equality. Everybody wants, you know, same level playing field. Mm -hmm. So what better way than to just, regardless of gender, if you can go, just throw them in there. Exactly. And I think that was special about this TOD final, you know, uh, was that she, it was me and her in the final, you know, because there was some talks of some other people, um, a couple different opponents, but ultimately it came down to her. And I, I think that made it a lot more special. And he said, you haven't got a chance to watch it, but I've, I've heard um, nothing but great reaction, which I was nervous about. Um, you know, CZW um, hasn't done death matches in a while. Um, they've been down a bit. Um, so I wasn't sure how it was going to go, um, but they, they put a great field together. There was a great turnout. And I, I think this tournament will hold up with, some of the best tournaments they've ever had. I don't think anyone will look at it and think it's it's not on the quality of uh, TOD. It definitely um, was and is. You know. Oh yeah, no, I can I can agree everything that I've been hearing. I can't wait to be able to go and watch it. And you know, you mentioned CCW had kind of gotten away from deathmatch wrestling for a little bit so when i saw that they were bringing tournament of death back i'm like okay yep i've seen like i said a handful of the tournament like they always produce not only some intense wrestling but some damn crazy moments what was it nick gage almost died at one he did die yeah for i think seven minutes i believe bring it back yeah Yep, in in the uh, in the helicopter, I believe he was dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that now. I forget which one, but I do remember I watched that one in particular. And before they got him in the helicopter, he was trying to get you know just patched yep. up and back out yep. there. Hundred percent. That's Nick. <laughs> oh That's yeah. Nick. No, he is definitely another breed, and you know we 
brought up Mickey Knuckles, another promotion that she's been somewhat involved in that, you know, in doing my homework for the episode, you've actually had a f- couple of matches, XPW. Mm-hmm. But they've they've been on their uh, rebirth as they had that first show of theirs titled. Um, you know, it's interesting because they've been kind of coming under a little bit of heat for a storyline they did, but you know, the, the death match aspect of it has definitely been every bit the, the XPW that I remembered from like back. Yeah. Or they well, I mean, there, there are three main pillars in that company. The, the three guys that are pretty much like exclusive to them to, for the most part would be Schlack, Masada, mm-hmm. Necro Butcher. And those three guys are, those are pillars of, deathmatch wrestling i mean of the entire community of deathmatch wrestling you know when there's mount rushmore they have to arguably be the, some of the faces on it you know so to have those guys <laughs> leading that division that's that's pretty a pretty special thing for them you know oh that that is true you know necro butcher has definitely been i actually just believe he added me on my show's facebook page oh. he is definitely you know hyping everything up you know and as as he should you know if you want to be considered the leader of the locker room you gotta be behind the product punching it out there and And i I know by personal experience the product is behind him also you know because because dylan had uh you know some issues coming back with people, you know, booking him and stuff, you know, you know, everyone's got their opinions on things and stuff, but XPW was fully behind him. And, and now he's obviously fully, fully behind them. And I fortunately got to work with him uh, just a couple of weeks ago, which was yeah. uh, a, a dream of mine. Um, me and him go pretty far back, actually, before I ever did deathmatch wrestling. Um, we, we did a dark match or not a dark match, a squash match in ring of honor I was- um, when he was the crown jewel of the embassy at the time. And, and he beat me up. Uh, well, everyone thought he beat me up. Uh, we we kind of connected right away. Um, he lived at the time really close to me and he's a big baseball guy. Um, he would go to baseball games. Uh, we have a minor league team right in my hometown. He would go there. So we just hit it off right away. Started talking about that kind of stuff. We went out there, had a fun little squash match, but, um, you know, kind of fooled everybody. Everybody thought he really just took it to me. And I mean, he completely took care of me. It was a pretty cool moment in the back, you know, just coming back and I'm like, Oh man, Necro just beat you up. And like, eh, no, not really. Like we, we played all of you. Like, you know, we, we had some fun out there. Um, so becoming kind of like friends with him and getting to, you know, uh, getting a little bit closer to him. And then he kind of drifted away for a while. So I didn't see him for a while. It was really special to get to uh, go one-on-one with him. It was, it was awesome. He is definitely one of the, like you mentioned, Mount Rushmore, you know, this or that, Deathmatch Wrestling in particular. He has to be in the argument for one of the faces on there because when you think yeah. of especially Deathmatch Wrestling, you think of him out there barefoot just going nuts. I think in terms of popularity – um, he would he might be the the greatest deathmatch wrestler ever um just just because i mean he was in the movie the wrestler with like a key role um he he's had 20 some tours to japan i always tell him 
you know, when he, like, when, you know, he seems like if he's down on himself or something, I tell him, you, you fought Bob Sapp in Japan. Like, Bob Sapp, when Bob Sapp was like a big deal, he fought him in Japan. Like, uh, he's, I mean, he's, uh, some of your, the most popular wrestlers that you see today that, uh, <laughs> started in Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor was, you know, huge. Uh, they, they love the Necro Butcher. He, he's their favorite wrestler. And, and for him to be a, a barefoot, uh, deathmatch wrestler, to be able to be like on their level at that time in a, in Ring of Honor and stuff. I mean, he he transcended yeah. deathmatch wrestling. You know, oh, um, yeah. I, I think he's possibly the, the greatest of all time. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, I wanted to say I bought a Ring of Honor DVD where I wanted to say it was like bloodiest matches or something, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say it was during a feud that they had ring of honor with czw that is like holy crap that's where i first really got introduced to necro butcher i think they did like the big roh czw cage of death which was a pretty big deal and i mean in his match with samoa joe is like legendary people still talk about it you know oh yeah that was a killer one but uh moving on another promotion not just concentrating on uh czw there but you've had that you know people see icw no holds barred recently and i within the within the last year or so actually got introduced to them and it's like holy crap like some of the stuff that those guys come up with the Mm -hmm. those where it's the ring ropes are replaced by chains uh they just recently had uh another one of their fight pit shows and it's like, yeah. crap mm-hmm. yeah icw is uh i mean I- icw is essentially home for me uh if icw is where i've had my my biggest matches i i, I mean the majority of my biggest matches um danny and icw gave me the uh platform to be able to show what I can do. Um, and he let me hold nothing back and he's given me nothing but the the best guys in deathmatch wrestling to wrestle. I mean, if you if you're booked at ICW, you're one of the best guys in deathmatch wrestling regardless. Um, yeah. so I, I've had nothing but great opponents. Um, great matches there and it's definitely uh it, it's I would say it's definitely my home and um and they're the only promotion that's really going out and giving you a 100% deathmatch show every single match and and killing it you know giving you variety um different characters different stipulations um no one else is doing it like that you know GCW it kind of started like that yeah. and that's kind of where ICW's picked picked up like they've they've filled that void where cuz GCW's just kind of expanded um ICW is that deathmatch promotion they are the premier deathmatch promotion i mean probably in the world honestly oh yeah no definitely they definitely got there's one that actually just got started out here in uh, a state over in iowa called uh mid-death pro where they're pretty much doing the no ring yeah yep i think but, that's the carver i think i, I believe that's the carver that can yep. that. yeah yep. I've, I've heard good things about it for sure Oh, yeah, I've been debating going out there because, you know, Carver actually comes out here to Omaha quite often. So, uh-huh. 
fairly I was supposed to work with them for the first time yesterday um but there's some things got mixed up with my work and travel and, and i wasn't able to make the show so hopefully we'll get to do it uh sometime soon oh yeah i think their last show for the year is actually coming up i'm one to say this coming friday but with it being you know thanksgiving and stuff mm-hmm. you know, being in town i don't know if i'll be able to make this right. show definitely planning on it because mm-hmm. you know they some crazy stuff but icw i remember i first got introduced to them when i was interviewing the sats mm. and they legends. mentioned independent wrestling legends oh, SATs. oh man they've become We've been wanting to do SATs versus 440 for a while. I'm hoping it happens somewhere at some point. (laughs) Oh, that would be killer. I'd I'd definitely be keeping my eye out for that one because I remember, what was it? There was a tweet, like a retweet of mine that I did from uh, B-Boy. Okay. And, oh, I got... I got to see him a bunch when I was stationed out in California and the SAT actually liked the tweet. And I'm like, wait a minute. And this was right around the time that they had uh, been uh, going up against advertised matches of like the Briscoes, the Hardys and like, holy shit. Yeah. I just reached out like thinking, uh, this could be a long shot, but here, yeah. And then we ended up doing that, and you know, just like I normally do, doing my homework for the episode and seeing some of the stuff that they've accomplished. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, invented the damn Spanish fly of all yeah. things. Yeah, those those guys would always uh, when they would see us four for oh boys, they would they would just put us over and, and, you know, and talk about, Oh, you guys are doing such great things and we love everything you're doing in the back of our heads. We're like, you guys are legends, man. Like we're, we're happy to be here on the same show as you, you know what I mean? Like, and me and Aaron crying, like we want to wrestle these guys, you know, like we got to make this happen. So I, I hope it happens one of these days before they decide to not do it again, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, they're doing amazing things now with uh, they got their wrestling school they've opened up yep. they got their they got a promotion they're trying to get up off the ground and then they're still doing all the traveling they're doing yeah it's crazy to see guys like that and from that era uh giving back to wrestling and still trying to you know train and, and help the new generation you know oh yeah yeah because you always see and well, you see and hear those stories of people from, you know, back in the day, for the lack of a better way to put it, you know, hearing stories of them like wanting to cling on to their air quote spot, mm-hmm. and not really yeah. wanting to help anybody out. Yeah. And you run into guys like those guys. Yeah. And yeah, when I started in 07, 08, it was it was tough. Um, it was really hard to break into the business. Didn't really matter where you trained, what you look like. I mean, everybody just, yeah, like you said, kind of was clinging to their spots. Um, you know, a lot of people weren't helping people. Um, I feel like it's really come a long way uh, nowadays where, you know, you can 
you can go to a good school and, and you can come out of there and, and get good matches right away. And you got a lot of the, the veteran guys that are still around are actively trying to help now. And it, it's a good thing to see. Oh yeah. And you bring up, you know, reputable schools. I mean, they're, they're all over the country. If you really don't look mm -hmm. in like I mentioned, SAT has got their one up in New York. You got, you know, Sammy Callahan, Alex Colon, Jake Chris, and those guys opening their one up here. You yeah, got, when I started, it was hard to find a school. I mean, it was far and few between, you know, to find somewhere to train at. So it's good to see that there's plenty of good quality schools now. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you go and it's literally like each part of the country has at least a two or three mm -hmm. really reputable yeah. schools that you know you might have to do a little bit of traveling but you know if you're really wanting to break into the business mm -hmm. and get proper training there are those people out there that are legends that absolutely up. And there's plenty of schools now, too, that are connected to the, the bigger promotions, which is nice to see, because when I started, that wasn't a thing. There wasn't a school you could go to, and they had some kind of connection to the big promotions. You know, those those were like, you know, OVW and, and Deep, whatever, Deep South or whatever it was called, you know. Uh, and those were like, um, like specific training schools you almost basically had to get invited to, you know. Uh, it, it wasn't like it is now where, you know, there's a lot of guys under contract that have their own schools that are training young kids and, and they're getting huge opportunities, you know, and it's nice to see. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what was the one I was just that the one, one of the schools that I just brought up who uh, Sammy Callahan, one exactly. he, uh, he's, he's got his own promotion and revolver. Exactly. He also has his connections to, you know, impact yeah. exactly yeah yeah so yeah. oh man what it and oh well you know what i have a couple categories that i was just thinking of one of these guys that i have in my little name game category where i name off some people that you've shared the ring with one way or the other team in yeah. with the opponents and you give me your thoughts okay. i will lead off with this one because i recently at a revolver show got to see my first i the way i put it legit death match and not one of those hardcore matches that is getting disguised as a death match gotcha. but uh jake chris versus joel bateman and the ending to that was insane but first name for the list jake chris Jake is uh, one of the absolute best wrestlers in the world currently. I, I love Jake so much. Um, we, we, he started a little bit earlier than me, but we both came up through Ohio. So I always known of him. Um, I would say early in my career, I didn't have necessarily the, uh, just to be honest, like the best opinion of Jake. Um, just that like, just I don't know behind the scenes I guess you know nothing he did wrong just just no. you know just me whatever um but uh as we've grown through the years and we've gotten closer through like circle six and I've talked to him about some serious issues and things uh Jake is a, a wonderful human being a wonderful person um I love him to death and he is 
I believe one of, if not the best wrestlers in this country. I mean, that man deserves a contract. He can wrestle anybody, any style. You, you want to put him in a death match, he'll have the best death match on the show. You want to put him in a regular match, he'll have the best regular match on the show. And, he, oh. and he'll do it against anybody. Jake is phenomenal. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to have him on the show oh, oh, a couple months ago. Well, probably a few months ago now, but it was right after the whole uh, video that he posted with the fiasco with the IWA mid when he started the fire starter, Jay Chris. <laughs> yeah, where yep. that he started, and, and right that, after that he he started with Circle Six. Well, he essentially started with us in the beginning. Circle Six, not saying us, but like four four zero, Jay Chris, and a couple other guys. We see Circle Six is like uh, almost like a home, also um, right yeah. now by ICW. So it's been great to be able to get a lot closer to Jake, uh, travel with him, stay with him, and just watch him do what he does because he's he's amazing. Oh yeah, I reached out to him right, like I said, right after that that video came out, and I'm like, oh, the conversation I kind of had with him reminded me of when the story Paul Heyman has when he invited uh, Steve Austin to ECW. Where he's like, you got a grievance. I got a show. Let's air it. Exactly. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty much the same. And, you know, we, oh, I had so much fun talking to him. And when I and saw he, him, it's good that he's had the opportunities to air, you know, some of his, his laundry and grievances because he, he unfortunately got lumped into some shit um, that he had nothing to really do because of his, you know, his brother and, and friends and yeah. some other stuff. Um, and that's absolutely not Jake. And, and he had nothing to do with any of that. You know, he's, he's uh, 100% an upstanding person, great, great father, role model, and, and hell of a wrestler, you know? Oh yeah. And we, we actually went into a little bit of that. We won't go into too many details right. now, but yeah, no, that was unfortunate for him, but yeah, he is the, standout guy you know he's had uh you know he's working on his sobriety and doing amazing there mm -hmm. and good lord i'm trying to think I, we, me and him have talked and he, he's actually um inspired me when it comes to like sobriety and things like that you know i won't get into details and stuff oh. but you know, that's that's how much how i i feel about him you know so. oh yeah and I actually got to talk to him after the revolver show through a little bit. And we had a li little bit of an update from when I talked to him for the show that, I mean, I've discussed on the show before, so I'm not, you know, too afraid to talk about it. My wife and I were expecting twin girls that were actually, their due date was supposed to be uh last, this last friday mm -hmm. and they ended up being born premature and only made it about a week right and for that man we, we we i've dealt with kind of the same not quite not quite that far like we didn't get that far along but far enough to where you know you have like a what's called an ectopic pregnancy you know the it, it's far enough along that they have to go in and actually take this child out you know and, and uh, i know how difficult that could be so definitely oh yeah feel there yeah, and, you know, it was really nice getting to talk to him about it because, you know, I've 
not really been ashamed to admit that I've definitely had my struggles with stuff. Mm-hmm. But I will yeah. tell you, uh, after that, so we were, that was, would have been our first child. Um, we were kind of trying at that time. Um, not too long after that, we got pregnant again. And now I have an eight-year-old son from that. So, you know, it, it gets, it gets better, you know, a hundred percent, you know, it'll, it'll work itself out and, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're, we're talking about trying again. So I'm, you know, Absolutely. we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But anyways, moving on with the list, we talked a little bit about them. Necro Butcher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much said it. I, I just, I think he's a legend, a legend in the deathmatch game. Uh, one of the smartest, if not the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. The man is a genius. Um, and I don't, you know, whatever people say in their opinions, uh, he's, he's a great person. Um, you know, I'm sure he's had his battles with his demons, but what, yeah, to, as I know him, he's, he's a wonderful human being and a wonderful wrestler. Uh, my, I love Dylan. He's awesome. Oh yeah. No. And you know, Lots of people have their their demons, their difficulties, or however you want to put it. And it's really all about how you at least attempt to bounce back from it. And he seems to be doing quite the damn good job from what I can I mean, tell. Yeah. I mean, the man was basically diagnosed dead from cancer. And here he is, stronger than ever. Honestly, heavier and stronger than ever. And let me tell you, heavier and stronger than ever by experience. I know from two weeks ago, that man is stronger than ever. <laughs> he put it to me. <laughs> um, well, next on the list, we talked a little bit again about him being one of the kind of pillars of the XPW deathmatch division, Schlack. I love Schlack. Uh, me and Schlack text probably uh, once a week or so, uh, just to kind of keep in touch. Um, he is uh, a lot of people might not know him, be, know it because he's just this crazy cartoon <laughs> persona. One of the best people that I know. If you're if you're a friend of Schlack, Schlack will do anything for you. Um, and and, and uh, he's like one of those like he's a benchmark guy. Um, I was actually recently interviewed for something and they asked about like one of my like favorite matches or most proud moments. And it was actually getting to go one-on-one with him at ICW. Um, and it got a huge, great reaction from the crowd. I've heard nothing but great things. Um, because my, a lot of my friends would always joke with me and say, Oh, you know, cause I just got into the death match game not too long ago that you're going to get your turn. You're going to get your turn with slack. It's on, <laughs> it's your turn now. And I'm like, I bring it, let's do it. You know, I want my turn. Uh, so to be able to like wrestle him and, and uh, if, get his respect and, and be able to go on his level, because he's a different level. He's a different style. Like there's, there's deathmatch wrestling and then there's schlack wrestling and schlack wrestling is, is a different thing altogether. Um, so if I can have his respect and if I can go on the schlack wrestling level, then uh, yeah, that that's all I need when it comes to you know deathmatch wrestling, getting respect from certain wrestlers. Um, I love Slack to death. Love him. Oh yeah, I I remember some of the first times I saw Slack matches, and it's like holy shit! Like my jaw literally just yeah. 
the mm-hmm. friggin' dime. And I, know, I think he's like uh, the if you watch like the old a lot of the old school uh, like CZW and some of it was just like like these two monsters just going at it. Nothing makes sense. It's just like two wrecking balls destroying everything and, and everybody and each other. Um, he is that type of guy to me. Like he's, he's that throwback. He's, he's, he's like, I don't know. He, he keeps like the past death match wrestling alive in a way, you know, you can go out and wrestle him and, and those fans that love that chaos, you're going to get it with flag. Oh yeah. No, it, one of those guys that I definitely would love to have on the show because I've definitely, I've interviewed a handful of deathmatch guys. I've interviewed uh, Tank. I've interviewed. I love Tank. Oh, yeah. he was. A I did press with him two days ago. It was awesome. It was uh, <laughs> something I've been wanting to do forever. I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, Bull Bronson was another one, and actually the next guy on the list who was and still is a personal favorite of mine. And I actually now own signed ring-worn kick pads of his, Alex Cologne. Alex is uh, one of the best, if not the best. Um, I I was fortunate when I kind of started, started into deathmatch wrestling, I got to wrestle Alex. Um, it was the collective... It was for Paradigm Pro. A lot of people might not even really seen it. Um, it, it wasn't as crazy as like some of the, the death matches I've done. Um, but Alex was willing to go out there and give me a shot and, and do some stuff with me that I was really appreciative at the time. Um, but now from where I've where I've grown into, um, I, I've gotta have one more match with him. Like I, I've gotta I've gotta wrestle him and show him wh- what I can do now compared to where we were at then and, and see if I can earn that respect. Cause that's, that's what it's all about for me is earning the respect of the people that I respect or that I feel are the best guys in the world. You know, I can't, I want to be the best in the world, like I said, but I can't be the best in the world if I don't have the respect of all the guys that are the best in the world. Or if I don't, you know, have their opinion of me being one of the best in the world, you know, cause everyone's gonna have their opinions, you know, the best in the world is going to be different you know, 20 people, you know, 60% of them, they're all going to have different opinions on who's the best. But if I could just be in that conversation, uh, that's all that matters to me. But I, I do believe I got to have that match with Alex um, to prove that I, I can be on his level because I haven't really got to do that yet. No, and I mean, I know I sure would love to see that. I, I've been watching him since, good Lord, it was right before art of war games back i think the one where you were in there against him yeah the, probably the was it the, the 4.0 mdk war games yes the one yeah. where i be, wasn't it the one where towards the end moxley ends up coming in and like with uh, Cardona and after our match, yep, Cardona, Moxie wins the title for the first. Yep, that was the big art of war, the the big blow off two years, four four zero versus Nick Gage. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, I remember getting introduced to Alex Cologne like right before that, and God, I I just knew, especially after that match in particular. I'm like, holy crap, I got to have him on. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I got lucky enough to, it was, 
he was another one of those where I was thinking, eh, this might be a bit of a reach, but eh, I'll never know if I don't ask. Exactly. <laughs> Funny thing, that's actually how I ended up getting a handful of the people that I've interviewed. I mentioned that's how I got the SATs. That's Alex nice. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Ring of Honor. That's how I got Carrie Silken. Oh, awesome. That's great. That's crazy. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like, it was shortly... I got him to say that he'd do it right before Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Okay. And it was funny because at the time, I would, you know, say, oh, this day I got a recording that I'm doing with so-and-so. And he said, uh, you know, Tony Khan doesn't really like his guys to be doing random mm. podcasts, but I told you I'd do yours, so just don't advertise it beforehand. I'm like, awesome. if, if cool. that's what I got to do to get a guy like Kerry Silken, that is fine by me. That's cool. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. Anyways last category i have i i used to call it a speed round but to be quite honest it never went that damn quick so i just changed it to a random question round i asked some might be wrestling related some might not be you answer how you but uh first one and this there might be handful of answers for this one but craziest in match moment Hmm. Craziest in major moments. Oh man. Um <clears throat> I would say the one that sticks out the most to me, um, going back to uh Slack at ICW is in New Jersey. Um, there was just a moment on the floor when uh we're throwing like bundles of 10 foot tall light tubes at each other, uh just relentlessly back and forth, and the entire crowd is just I mean, eating it up, loving every minute of it. And that was like a moment for me where I was like, okay, I, I've, I'm here now. Like people, people are going to recognize me. Um, this is, this is that moment. So yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. Oh yeah. No, I can totally imagine that being a crazy one. Like I, I've witnessed a few crazy moments and in my talks for the show, I've had, I've heard some crazy moments from a guy like practically getting his nose ripped off to mm -hmm. a guy that almost got his ear would have gotten that, his ear. That off. specific match. I actually have uh, on my right thumb. I cannot no longer feel uh, like the inside of it. Like the, I guess like towards the meat of my hand, that whole side, I like cut a nerve and it, I no longer have feeling there. So, it's kind of weird at first. Now it's normal. <laughs> But, yes, oh. I forever have a, a scar and a memory from that match. Oh, I can imagine. Most oh. people do. When you wrestle slack, you usually have an injury that sticks with you forever. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Oh, we talked about Jake Chris earlier. Another crazy moment that I got that was actually at that Revolver show that I met him at was towards the end of the match this was actually the end of it they bridged two panes of glass mm -hmm. on four 
on four chairs and then scaffold was that what they did off the scaffold it was off the top rope but they lit lit the panes of glass on fire right right and i was just like i remember when i saw jake's manager bringing in the lighter just remember (laughs) i love bobby oh god (laughs) My jaw was on the floor because I'm like, no way. So you, you say that, and then I will say, yeah, another another big moment for me um, was TOD, the final. If you haven't seen it yet, but uh, I, I don't like heights at all. We went off a scaffold, which luckily wasn't that high, but it was yeah. still high enough when I was up there looking down. And, yes, we went through a scaffold that was um, the first layer was light tubes, like 10-foot tubes. The second layer was a pane of glass. The third layer was a pane of glass. And then we lit the panes of glass on fire and we went off the scaffold through them. So that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty wild too. I think it was a pretty good TOD finish actually too. It was, it was actually, I think we, we were hoping it would also explode. Um, but something went a little wrong with the explosion, but it didn't matter. Uh, I mean, the flaming glass off the scaffold, it was crazy. Mickey actually got knocked out cold uh, doing that. So, which is pretty oh, wild. I'm oh. laying like, are you okay? And she's just eyes open, but lights out. You know, no, um, nobody, nobody home. Yeah, nobody home, not for a couple minutes at least. You know, hopefully oh. she she came to, got up, and it was all good. But yeah, that was pretty crazy too. Oh shit! I'm definitely gonna have to keep my eye out for when footage of where I can watch footage of that one because I kind of want to see that moment. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> Next question. And I've I've had some interesting answers to this one, and especially with the deathmatch guys. What is one type of weapon you want to avoid having in your matches? Kendo sticks. I hate kendo sticks um, for whatever reason. My brain and my skull do not gel well with a kendo stick. So when I take a kendo stick to the head, it's almost an instant concussion for me. I don't know why. Uh, they still suck to the back or whatever like they hurt like a son of a bitch but kendo sticks if they're if i can get rid of them i throw them out (laughs) do not want to do them (laughs) that is which is uh i feel like a lot of people wouldn't say that but uh, for me it's absolutely kendo sticks i cannot stand (laughs) (laughs) no that that is not a crowd getting into them because they do hurt you know and they do make a good sound but um, I've been concussed by kind of sticks more times than I can count, and I'm not a fan. Oh, oh I, I can understand. I've seen some of the marks left behind by those. Uh, one of the more interesting answers to that that I've actually had, the last name that we talked about on the name game list, Alex Cologne, he actually told me toothpicks. Oh, I would never do toothpicks. <laughs> I've never done them, but they are on the no list, 100%. They... Atticus Koger, I know personally, obviously, um, he, he did a toothpick with Masada at uh, spring break. And I mean, for months, he was like getting tooth picking toothpicks out of his body. And it, it was just not comfortable and not, not cool. Yeah. Toothpicks oh, are not cool. I, I can totally imagine because when I talked with Alex Colon about it, it's like, yeah, if you get lucky and when you're pulling them out, one stays intact, hey fine whatever but you know you once they're broke off you're screwed until they start oh. to fester or come out you have no 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 luck and you get oh, them yeah. on a nerve or a muscle in the wrong spot uh, oh yeah 
Like you break off the wrong part of that. Now you got that damn thing embedded. Thing in with it. them or even like pencils and stuff to me, they don't, you really can't see what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe if you're there in person, but like on video, it's hard to even really see like the impact of it. You just kind of see the aftermath and it doesn't, it doesn't really make a loud noise. It, it, to me, it's just, to me, it's just painful for no reason. Like, yeah. I mean, if someone sticks a toothpick in my arm, I'm not going to like, losing you can count three you know what i mean like it's just just stupid in a way you know (laughs) to me it just kind of doesn't make sense you know there's definitely if you're wanting to go for a reaction and you have that noise there are definitely those weapons that you know you'll get that more Mm -hmm. often than light Uh, carpet strips i'll use them it is what it is or the tax strips but like they don't make a noise um they break pretty easy they and they but they suck so it's like you don't really get the reaction you want from carpet strips you know maybe if you build like some kind of carpet strip contraption or something you know that's a little bit better but just swinging carpet strips each other it sucks and it does doesn't get the same reaction as other things you know oh yeah well there's so many other weapons you can get that reaction you know you, you have a crowd that might be silent for a moment but you have those weapons that you know once they break they're making that crash or that noise and you know get those people up and you know you you definitely would i imagine prefer that over those like two picks all that yep absolutely next one favorite thing for after a match whether it be you know a specific drink or food you want to have or whatever it might be um so when i am in new jersey new yorkish area i know specifically me and most of the 440 guys we love a wawa milkshake um wawa is not as good as sheets and i don't even care for sheets um, they both <laughs> kind of suck but uh their milkshakes are on point um so wawa milkshake is 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 yes it's great um i also for some reason love like uh just a good straight classic coca-cola after a, a wrestling match, I don't know why, and I mean, in a an ice cold beer never hurts, you know for sure. Hey, can't can't really go wrong with that. I mean, you know, there are those instances where you know, a little when you're not wanting to go for a alcoholic beverage, you know, Coke, good old Coca Cola does kind of hit the spot sometimes. I'm kind of more of a Coca Cola, especially like a nice fountain Coca Cola, man. There. Oh. When you're when you're partial, you just had a good match. There ain't nothing much better than that. Like I said, maybe a Wawa milkshake, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah, I I'm more of a Dr Pepper fiend myself. But if you know, places out of their like fountain, their I like Dr, Dr. Pepper Zero a lot. That shit's pretty good. The, the zero sugar. The I'm a fan of the zero sugar cherry ones. Mm, yes, that's yeah. Those are the best. Yeah, that yeah. is my go-to there anyways last question on this category last real thing for the episode best advice for anybody getting into wrestling um i would say uh, there's a lot of people that come and go um i think a lot of people that i don't know if they just think they want to be a wrestler or they think that something they can do and they can make money. Um, there's not going to be much money in it um, for most people, probably ever. Um, I would say 
it, it's a rough, it's a rough road and it's a tough life if it's something you want to do for your life. Um, so make sure that you absolutely want to do it, that, that being a professional wrestler is something that you're willing to sacrifice, um, you know, family time, your physical well-being, um, all that kind of stuff. You know, you're going to be sacrificing that kind of stuff for this business. Um, you're going to be sacrificing money. Um, so if, if you absolutely want to do it, with all that being said, then please do it. Um, find a school, a reputable school, get trained properly. Don't get ahead of yourself. I know deathmatch wrestling is kind of a popular thing. And I see a lot of young guys, how do I get into deathmatch wrestling? You don't get into deathmatch wrestling, you get into professional wrestling. You learn how to be a professional wrestler first. Um, and then you can be, if you wanna dabble in the deathmatch side of it, that's fine. Cause the best, the best deathmatch wrestlers, we were good professional wrestlers. Yeah. And we tell stories and we still wrestle good deathmatch wrestling is is still professional wrestling it's just got different props you know it's it's like a hardcore match but with more crazy props um and, and you know the attitude era there's a reason that was the most popular era of wrestling you know and, and then that's why deathmatch is where it's at but but just for anybody that wants to get into it don't let if it's absolutely what you want to do then do it don't let uh age gender um time don't let anything hold you back go for it um, be prepared for the ups and downs. Be prepared for the your body to give up on you, to lose a bunch of money. Um, but if it's what you ultimately want to do and you're willing to put the time in, um, I think it's still the most rewarding thing that you'll be able to do if if you choose that route and if it's what you really want to do. You know, I I always told myself if I could wrestle in front of two paying people, one paying person they paid to come to a show that I was on, then in my eyes, I made it as a professional wrestler. Like I don't have to be on television every week or, or travel the world. Um, if someone paid to come to a show that somebody put me on, um, then in a way I kind of made it um, at least in, in a way. Um, and then obviously from there, you know, I, I wanted to just kind of grow and be better, but um, live your dream. If you want to live it, just, just be prepared for, to put in the work and, yeah. You know, the consequences because it's it's an unforgiving business um it can be a cutthroat business at times um but it can also be extremely rewarding like i said about playing football on friday nights and then doing a wrestling match and that's the only way i get that feeling that that's the only way through wrestling you know so no yeah. i completely agree you know kind of same when people would ask me about, you know, enlisting in the military, I'm, I always would just tell them, make sure it's what you want to do because you're going to be missing stuff when you're gone that you might not be able to make it back for. But if it's something yeah. you want, then, you know. Yeah, exactly. Every- Ultimately, like when I told you, I, I joined the military and then I didn't actually go to basic training or whatever. Um, it, it came down to a few different things, you know, like there was uh I didn't really get a job. There was jobs I wanted. I couldn't get a job. I knew when I went in, I wanted to be able to come out with something. I didn't want to just go infantry and not really have a lot. Um, so I kind of got jerked around and it came to a point where it's like, well, we'll give you the best jobs available when you get the basic training and like, well, these aren't going to be the jobs I want. So I ultimately didn't want to do it. So I didn't, you know, and yeah. that's what a lot of people need to realize with wrestling or anything in life, you know, 
if you if you absolutely 100% want to do it, then do it. Do not let yourself be stopped. Go after it. Um, but if you're on the fence about it, then then maybe maybe don't pursue it, especially wrestling or like you said, the military, because those are things that are going to take years <laughs> off your life. You're going to have no control over a lot of stuff. So if you don't yeah. want to do it, uh, maybe think about it. But if you want to absolutely 100% go after your dreams. No matter oh, what. yeah. I imagine pretty much the same for wrestling. I would always tell people you're going to have moments that you're going to wonder what the, f and I, I'm not monetized yet. So I don't care about language, but I tell people you're going to have moments where you're going to wonder what the fuck am I doing? Absolutely. But if you can me, push me, me and Eric Ryan. were talking about this actually over the weekend. We still have those moments. We had those moments this past weekend when we're sitting there putting our gear on and we're going, why do we do this? I'm looking at him like, Eric, I don't want to wrestle. And he's like, neither do I. And I'm like, why? But then we go out and do it. And then we remember why we love it and, and why we do it, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, and I would tell people in those instances, it's like, once you push past that, you'll find moments like kind of what you just mentioned, where you'll be reminded of why you're doing what you're doing. And in my opinion, life is about moments. It's yeah, it's about, it's about moments. It's about things that you can remember um, to take with you and things that, you know, people close to you can remember, you know, and just just certain specific special moments. You know, it's all that's all it is. You know, oh, you yeah. only get so much time. So, yeah. you know, as many special moments as you can have. That's that's what's important. Totally agree. Well, like I said, <laughs> excuse me, that is about all I have for tonight. One, first, thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And two, where can people find you social media-wise so they can, you know, get... People ask me this all the time on these things. I'm really bad at this stuff. Uh, social media is not my forte. I'm good at hitting the retweet button. That's about it. But um, Twitter, I believe it's just Bobby Beverly. Um, I do have Instagram. I really don't utilize it, but I know there's a lot of clips and things that get put on there. Um, I believe that is the Bobby Beverly. Um, and then uh, I don't, you know, Facebook, I'm just, it's just a personal Facebook, Bobby Smith. You can probably find it if you look real hard, but yeah, that's, that's about it. All right. Well, I, again, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And, you know, I, you're definitely another one of those that I will say you are welcome back anytime. I appreciate that. Let's do it again soon. Heck yeah.